good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Chardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 46. Day by day the matter fell. Oh, to learn this lesson well. Still by constant mercy fed, give me, Lord, my daily bread. Hymn 46.
I will read from the Bible. Psalms. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Isaiah Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. Luke And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves, nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house ye enter into, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when ye go out of that city, Shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And the apostles, when they returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them, and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve, and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about, and lodge, and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so, and made all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, 
he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude and they did eat and were all filled and there was taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets Matthew and he opened his mouth and taught them saying ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for every one that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread will he give him a stone or if he ask a fish will he give him a serpent if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to unto your children how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him Philippians God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever amen I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. In the scientific relation of God to man, we find that whatever blesses one blesses all as Jesus showed with the loaves and the fishes. Spirit, not matter, being the source of supply. God is not moved by the breath of praise to do more than he has already done. Nor can the infinite do less than bestow all good, since he is unchanging wisdom and love. We can do more for ourselves by humble, fervent petitions, but the all-loving does not grant them simply on the ground of lip service, for he already knows all. God is love. Can we ask him to be more? God is intelligence. Can we inform the infinite mind of anything he does not already comprehend? Do we expect to change perfection? Shall we plead for more at the open fount, which is pouring forth more than we accept? God is not influenced by man. The divine ear is not an auditory nerve. It is the all-hearing and all-knowing mind to whom each need of man is always known and by whom it will be supplied. 
In divine science, man is sustained by God, the divine principle of being. The earth, at God's command, brings forth food for man's use. Knowing this, Jesus once said, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink. Presuming not on the prerogative of his Creator, but recognizing God, the Father and Mother of all, as able to feed and clothe man as he doth the lilies. God, being infinite mind, he is the all-wise, all-knowing, all-loving Father, Mother. For God made man in his own image and likeness, and made them male and female, as the scriptures declare. Then does not our heavenly parent, the divine mind, include within this mind the thoughts that express the different mentalities of man and woman, whereby we may consistently say, our Father, Mother, God. And does not this heavenly parent know and supply the differing needs of the individual mind, even as the scriptures declare he will? When a hungry heart petitions the divine Father, Mother, God for bread, it is not given a stone, but more grace, obedience, and love. If this heart, humble and trustful, faithfully asks divine love to feed it with the bread of heaven, health, holiness, it will be conformed to a fitness to receive the answer to its desire. Then will flow into it the river of his pleasure the tributary of divine love, and great growth in Christian science will follow, even that joy which finds one's own in another's good. To love and to be loved, one must do good to others. The inevitable condition whereby to become blessed is to bless others. But here you must so know yourself under God's direction that you will do his will even though your pearls be downtrodden. Oft-times the rod is his means of grace. Then it must be ours. We cannot avoid wielding it if we reflect him. Jesus taught us to walk over, not into or with, the currents of matter or mortal mind. His teachings beard the lions in their dens. He turned the water into wine. He commanded the winds. He healed the sick, all in direct opposition to human philosophy and so-called natural science. He annulled the laws of matter 
showing them to be laws of mortal mind, not of God. He showed the need of changing this mind and its abortive laws. He demanded a change of consciousness and evidence, and effected this change through the higher laws of God. When angels visit us, we do not hear the rustle of wings, nor feel the feathery touch of the breast of a dove, but we know their presence by the love they create in our hearts. Oh, may you feel this touch. It is not the clasping of hands, nor a loved person present. It is more than this. It is a spiritual idea that lights your path. The psalmist saith, He shall give his angels charge over thee. God gives you his spiritual ideas, and in turn, they give you daily supplies. Never ask for tomorrow. It is enough that divine love is an ever-present help. And if you wait, never doubting, you will have all you need every moment. It is God that feedeth the hungry heart, that giveth grace for grace, that healeth the sick and cleanseth the sinner. For this consummation he hath given you Christian science, and my past poor labors and love. He hath shown you the amplitude of his mercy, the justice of his judgment, the omnipotence of his love. Rest assured that he in whom dwelleth all life, health, and holiness will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art 
announce the next hymn. We will now sing hymn number 327. The God who made both heaven and earth and all that they contain will never quit his steadfast truth nor make his promise vain. Hymn number 327. testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature anywhere to read, study, and listen to, and some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about, and also writings by students who lived in her home and were daily taught directly by her. So browse through the website. There is never a charge. It's all free. Our goal is to share this science with all who will live it and use it to bless mankind. 
Actually, we have a total of 17 different websites in a variety of languages so that people all around the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. We won't be having our uh, monthly Saturday morning Bible studies during July and August, but they will start up again in September. So this might be a good time to catch up on some Bible studies you may have missed or would like to listen to again. They're on our church website under the This Week's Lesson tab. There are also archived roundtables there, too. So if you'd like to listen to some of these, it's all really great stuff. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other current topics and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us at both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the church service at 11. We have a Sunday school that also meets every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield. Many of the students call in on a dedicated teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by phone too. We are always happy to welcome them. And we also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of, sim or of symptoms or of suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind, when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up.
so we kindly ask that you please be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one by one by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. I wanted to give my thanks for something wonderful that happened a few weeks ago. I previously gave a testimony about my lambs that were born this spring and some wonderful opportunities that it gave me to practice in what I'm learning in Christian science. And this testimony is about something that happened on April 24th, the week after the Easter weekend. Uh, many of the lambs were just about a week old and they were just starting to investigate their world. And that day I spent the morning up at the field and then I came home to listen to the Plainfield Roundtable service followed by the church service. I'd missed a few live services when I was lambing, so it was really um, special to be able to listen live. And when it came to the silent prayer followed by the Lord's Prayer, I really appreciated knowing that I was sharing this experience of prayer at the same moment with many others around the world. The prayer seemed somehow to be of extra significance that day. A little while later, during the lesson, I had a phone call from my friend. I wouldn't normally answer the phone during the service, but she often visits my sheep, so I guessed she was probably at the field, and actually she sounded quite panicked. And she said she had visited the sheep, but she had left to go home. But instead of going straight home, she decided to wander a little way up the footpath that runs along the side of the sheep's field. The footpath level is much higher. If I stand in the field um, talking to people on the path, my head is pretty much level with their ankles. Buried in the wall below the path is a natural stream from which the water emerges into my field, collecting in a small tank which is sunk into the ground and then it disappears down into a drain. And I had covered all of this with uh, a sheet of rubber matting um, to hopefully avoid the young lambs getting caught either in the water or, or even um, down the drain. So on her way back down the footpath and for no apparent reason, uh, my friend looked over the wall down into the field and she leaned right over to look down onto the water where the water came out. And she saw directly below her that one of the lambs was struggling. Uh, it was a female lamb called Ruth and she was, um, she'd stepped into the water and her tiny little back feet had become trapped in the holes in the rubber matting. So she dashed round and she managed to free the lamb. Uh, but when she rang me, she was really flustered and she said it had actually been really difficult to get the feet out. Nothing seemed hurt or broken, but, um, you know, the lamb would have been there for quite a while. It was a few hours before I was going to, I was going to go back up. And she and my friend just could not believe that she had actually spotted the lamb. Uh, she could, you know, just so easily have gone straight home and even the fact that she walked up the footpath, there was no apparent reason for her to peer right over the wall into the water. And she kept saying, it was pure chance. It was just pure chance that I looked. It's just pure chance. Um, so by her description of what had happened, I'm pretty sure that it took place just pretty much as a silent prayer. And then the Lord's Prayer was being prayed in the Plainfield Church service and around the world. And I wanted to say really that I didn't think it was pure chance at all. <laughs> there didn't seem to be a way that the lamb would have got out by herself. 
And uh, I was so, so grateful for this demonstration of God's ever-present, everlasting care for all his little lambs. It's been so good to be able to witness the many blessings that these animals have brought, um, both uh, brought and received, <laughs> and to have my knowledge of Christian science grow alongside them. I'm so grateful to God for his constant care and to Mrs. Eddie for bringing us the truth to be able to experience it. Thank you so much and good night. Patricia. I have been moving my son's family and also my sister and I. My daughter-in-law's daycare business legally had to operate until 5 o'clock on a Friday and then pack her business and move out by midnight. She had booked the truck several months ahead as it was moving season for everybody. I had told her that I had driven a large truck before, but I had never driven anything larger than a 17-foot truck. However, when we picked up the truck, there was a 26-foot truck available. I was shocked because U-Haul had never before rented anything larger than 20 feet. This was a brand new product offering for them. I was the one that was assigned to drive it, as my son had to drive another pickup truck and trailer with large playground equipment that was a balancing challenge. With one look, however, at that huge 26-foot truck, I exclaimed to my son, Hey, there's no way I can drive that big truck. You have to drive it. He replied, Step up to the plate, Mum. You are driving it. And I had to agree because due to the deadline to move out, I realized I just had to drive it. No other trucks were available. We had already worked right through two nights and two days with only several hours sleep, and this was now the third day of heavy lifting and battling fatigue. I had to pray humbly to know that God, the divine mind, is the driver with a capital D and he never sleeps, and that there are no accidents in God's kingdom. And as his creation, I am awake to truth. My sister was in the front seat chatting to make sure I stayed awake for the three-hour journey. All was going really well, and I quickly became used to the truck, and I prayed when I could. At one point, however, while driving, my sister screamed, no, no, no. And my sister is predictably sweet. We just don't yell at each other. So startled to hear her yell, I opened my eyes to see that I had drifted out of my lane and had driven about three quarters of the way into the oncoming traffic lane, which was moving toward me at a very fast speed. The oncoming car tried to veer out of my way, but there was very little space for him to move into. I declared to myself, untrue. Accidents are impossible in truth. Harmony. I immediately steered back into my lane, just in a breath of time. No car had honked to alert me. 
and my sister afterward told me that she was simply amazed that she had called out to me since never before in her life had she ever been able to call out in any emergency. She would always freeze and never be able to utter a peep. My thanks to God for preserving my life and that of others. I'm so grateful to God for the Plainfield Church's website, wake-up calls to duty in their roundtables, Bible studies, articles, the Wednesday testimony meetings, and for the practitioner's holy work. Good evening. Alar from New York. Good evening. First, thank you for the music and those wonderful readings. The last three citations are something that I'm going to keep in mind. It, it's it was absolutely beautiful. Last weekend, um, as probably many of you know, um, there was a lot of confusion in the airports and the airlines, a lot of cancellations and so forth. My daughter was due to come to New York this, this past weekend, and she was traveling um, herself, uh, two children, a cat, and a husband. So... Uh, when she got um, when she got the notice that the flight was canceled, she became very distraught and very pessimistic. I felt that I was too close to the situation, so I called um, the practitioner for support, and she reminded me that um, there's only harmony in God's uh, world, and that He was taking care of my daughter's little family as much and better, much, much better than I could by worrying. Anyways, I, uh, she also suggested I listen to some of the testimonies about travel that are in the YouTube, which I found very, very helpful. And I thank the people that gave it. Um, it was very um, comforting. My daughter did end up getting a flight out of Florida actually earlier than the one scheduled initially. And not only that, at first they were scattered all over the uh, the plane, and my daughter was concerned about the two kids. So somehow they did also manage to uh, have people switch, kindly switch the uh, seats so my daughter could be with one of the boys and um, my son-in-law with the other one. And the flight was very harmonious. They came home all in one piece, and uh, I am very grateful for the support of this church, for all the uh, testimonies and readings that are given um, that inspire people so much. Uh, thank you again, and have a good night. Thank you. Jerry from California. Thank you. I would like to share something I read years ago. It came to me the other day as I was pondering Mrs. Zetty's statement to love more, which a practitioner who was supporting me suggested that I do. The article was about a boy who brought his girlfriend home with him from college to meet his family. After a day of visiting, all retired to their rooms for the night. One of the parents then asked the other, well, what did you think of her? 
To which the other parent replied, we're not going to think, we're going to love. A few minutes later, the other family members came into the parents' room with the same question. What did you think of her? And the parents' reply was the same. We're not going to think, we're going to love. Well, this girlfriend eventually joined the family in marriage. And one day, many years later, she asked them, what did you think of me when you first met me? To which they replied once again, oh, we didn't think, we just loved. Well, the simplicity of that, the human mind wants to rehearse and try to reverse the events of a day with its valueless opinions. Well, no more. Just love more. And even when they seem like just words in my thinking, I've been saying, yes, you are just words. The word of God is just love. I am very grateful for the support of the practitioner and her suggestion of Mrs. Eddy's to love more which brought again to my thought this beautiful article with the same simple reminder, just love. Thank you. Thank you. Betty from California. Good evening. Uh, Thank you so much for the music tonight and also for the wonderful readings by Gary. I would like to give gratitude for a healing I had some years ago. Um, Several weeks ago during a roundtable, a practitioner mentioned that on occasion, someone will call in for help on one thing and find themselves also healed of additional things. That reminded me of being healed of having bloody noses. Now, I had had these since I was a young child. Um, I had had practitioner help from time to time, Uh, but sometime um, a few years after I became a member of the Plainfield Church, I called for help on this. The practitioner gave me the following statement to work with from Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, Christian scientists must live under the constant pressure of the apostolic command to come out of the material world and be separate, end of quote. I worked with this every time I had a nosebleed, and it got to the point they would stop very quickly, sometimes almost immediately. Sometime later, I asked for help with a cold, a practitioner for help with a cold, and not only was the cold healed, but the nosebleeds stopped completely. Now, it did take me a couple of weeks to figure that out, but it's been eight years, and I have not had a nosebleed since, and I'm just so grateful for this healing. I am very grateful for the Plainfield Church and for practitioner help over the years, and for Mrs. That, and I'm very grateful that Mrs. Eddy's Pure Christian Science is taught in practice here at the Plainfield Church. Good night. 
Nancy from New Jersey. Good evening. Thank you for the service this evening and for the very beautiful and inspiring readings on God's loving kindness. The theme of tonight's readings reminded me of the ever-present loving kindness that is shared and expressed in this church. By supplying us with all the resources that we need on our website and through the teachings and instructions of our practitioners, the roundtable services, roundtable discussions in our services. These have all become very valuable tools that I can use in meeting whatever need arises. Uh, all of these resources teach us and help us to gain a deeper understanding of Christian science and how to use it and live it in our daily lives. I'm so grateful for being taught the importance of praying many times throughout the day, every day, applying these truths to counter all of the many lies that mortal mind would like to parade before us. And I'm so grateful for the abundance of love that goes out from this church through the watching that is being done here and the tireless work of our practitioners and church members in all that they do to get the healing word of God out to the entire world, lifting mankind's thoughts, bringing healing, comfort, and blessings to every receptive heart. I'm so grateful to God for his ever-present love. I'm grateful for my practitioner's strong and loving support. And I'm grateful for this meeting tonight. Thank you. Thank you. We have someone from area code 330-592. Please Say your name and continue with your testimony. Good evening. This is Lisa from Ohio. Thank you for the inspirational readings and the beautiful hymns this evening. A number of years ago, 42 to be exact, my mom bought a company, a travel agency. My mom and I worked together for most of those years, and more recently, I took over the company. I had been considering selling or merging the business uh, with another company, well, and then the pandemic happened. For over a year and a half or more, my staff and I have really done nothing but cancel and refund customers' trips, which meant absolutely no income for the company. Yet, we were able to continue with making adjust adjustments to our pay, um, the hours that we were working, etc. We did have, uh, the company did have a decent reserve to carry us for a little while, and then there were other ways that we were, receive, we were receiving supply, which I know happened because of knowing where our true supply comes from. I asked for prayerful support from a practitioner at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. She told me to study God's law of adjustment and to trust and let things unfold and unfold to bless everyone. Not my will, but thine be done. I just wanted to read a paragraph from God's Law of Adjustment that stood out to me. When we reach the point where we can, in confidence and in trust, leave everything to the settlement of God's Law of Adjustment, it will immediately relieve us of all sense of personal responsibility, remove anxiety and fear, and bring peace, comfort, and the assurance of God's protecting care. The most satisfying and comforting sense of peace and joy always follows the willingness on our part to allow God to control every situation for us 
through his law of adjustment. When we understand that infinite mind is the ruler of the universe, that every idea of God is forever in its proper place, that no condition or circumstance can arise whereby a mistake can find lodgment in God's plan, then we have the complete assurance that God is capable of adjusting everything as it should be. The fact is that all things are already in their rightful place, that no interference or lack of adjustment can really occur. It is only to the unenlightened human sense that there can be any such thing as discord. God's universe is always in perfect adjustment, and all his ideas work together forever in perfect harmony. So at the beginning of this year, um, I kept it kept coming to me to contact a gentleman that I've known over the years. He works with mergers and acquisitions in the travel industry. When I called him, he said, your business does have value. Give me a week. He called back in less than a week, and he said he had someone interested. He introduced us, and with a number of phone calls, Zoom meetings, and emails, we came to an agreement. I have to say, I feel like I've known this gentleman for a long time. I know what kept coming to me was God speaking, and I listened. On June 1st, we signed the papers, and the transition has begun. It's bittersweet that everyone in the office is excited. We're a small staff of four, and um, we are all remaining, including myself. I told my practitioner I couldn't even imagine how everything had fallen into place and how smoothly it had gone. She continually reminded me to trust and let everything unfold according to the Father, and it has so wonderfully. I have so much to learn. I learned a lot through this experience, but I do still have so much to learn. My husband is not a Christian scientist, but through this, he has supported me, and I know that he is getting some understanding. I'm so very grateful for the practitioner's support, for her patience. I'm grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, and God for his direction. For I'm also so grateful for all that Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent has available for all. Thank you. Lenny from Georgia. Hey, um, I just want to express my gratitude for, for Plainfield and for the amazing roundtable from this Sunday. Um, just to echo uh, the previous testifier, there's there are... I'd almost forgotten just how many resources and amazing things there are on the website. And um, hearing the roundtable was um, just exactly exactly what was needed for me, um, especially in these last few days. Um, what particularly stood out to me was the the um, watch on the pool of Bethesda healing. I'd never really thought of that, you know, that Bible story in that light. Um, and it was brought out in the watch that the pool of Bethesda healing, that Bethesdaism fosters what they call expectant stagnation, kind of like this idea of stop working and just waiting for something to happen. And then later in the the roundtable, another um, article is referenced where, I think it was an 1890 journal, where um, they talk about my father worketh hitherto and I work, and we discuss the importance of work for God, of, you know, God-focused activity and and not, you know, just and not letting you, yourself mentally stagnate. Well, this became really important to me because we've uh, been in the process of trying to sell our house. It came to us that this was the right time to do it. And so our, 
our house went up on the market last week. And it looked like in some respects, things were, were going pretty well. But um, I called a practitioner of the church because I had noticed that there was also some little, just little weird things happening that, that weren't right. You know, stuff that some people might brush off, but what we've been taught to recognize is that, you know, there's no coincidences. And so when AM craps up, or, or you know, crops up in little ways and, and starts rearing its head, um, it's a warning to, um, you know, to kind of get, to get busy and, and not stagnate and do the work. So, and the practitioner also reminded me too that the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me and that nothing can stop the power of a right idea. So um, fast forward, we, we had a good open house over the weekend, um, but we only had one offer come in. And it seemed a little odd because the market had been very hot, but the offer was decent. And so we're like, all right, this seems seems good. And we accepted it. Um, and then on Monday, after a, a good inspection, the offer suddenly fell through. And we were just kind of blindsided by that. So I had uh, texted the practitioner and let her know what was going on. And, um, and, and I turned back to what I had read in, in my notes from the roundtable. And I went back to that idea of the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. And I started thinking about that a little bit differently. I said, well, okay, well, what actually concerns me? And I realized that I was just, I had all these concerns, you know, these fears about, well, maybe the market's downturning. Why weren't there other buyers? Maybe there are no buyers. What if we don't get enough, you know, for our home to do what we need to do moving forward? And I just realized that this was just, you know, complete AM in my thought. Um, and that these were concerns and fears and worries that were trying to separate me from God there was, and from good, and there was no God in them. And I was like, you know, this is, this is the perfect example of when I can't just sit here and wait for something to happen. I need to get to work. And I, I shut those right down. Um, and it was uh, very interesting because um, probably about 15 or 20 minutes later, and I've been working with those ideas. I've been doing some things on, you know, going through the website and working with some articles that were on the Plainfield site. Suddenly our realtor calls up and she says, I just got another offer. And it was the same, the same price as the one that we had just lost. They didn't want to do any due diligence. They were super excited. And uh, as of today, we've got a, a signed contract. So I just, uh, I guess that's my very long-winded way of saying we're just so grateful for that and so grateful for uh, these, uh, this truth that does meet the need and it meets it, you know, quickly. Um, it does, we do have to keep working and moving forward, but I would just, it was just so wonderful um, to see it and feel it in action. Um, I just wanted to just express that gratitude and gratitude for the practitioner support through this as well. Um, so good to be hearing everybody tonight and um, having uh, having this time with you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude uh, for learning about uh, Christian science at the Plainfield Independence Church. I grew up in Christian science but found that I knew very little about how to practice it correctly. When I first came, watching was one of my first lessons. It has been a tremendous help in my growth and discipline and to be part of the Unity Watches. 
One night, about 15 minutes before I was to join a watch, my electric went out. It was the end of a couple of days of heat wave, and it was also about the third time I happened to have lost my electric in several weeks. And uh, it hadn't only been a few days since the last loss. At first, I felt dismay, but then I was reminded quickly not to let it take my joy. This helped lift the sense of discouragement. I was able to quickly report the outage to a helpful representative and still had plenty of time to join the watch. At the end of the watch, I decided I would just sit in the dark and continue to pray. I could hear the cries of a young child across the street. I knew he was hot and it was dark and their house was pretty crowded, and there were several houses out. And I felt such a wave of compassion, and I stopped thinking about my need and started to pray for all the workers and the families and the community, and especially the family, that one child, which he, did, he was very young. He didn't understand. At some point, the child quieted, and not much longer, after that, the electric came back on, and it was all within an hour. And because of past experiences, I had been prepared for possible hours. I know that the watch training turned this time into a joy and blessing. I'm also grateful for the prayers of those who knew I had lost my electric. I'm very grateful for this church, my practitioner, our God, Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Georgia. Good evening to all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tonight, my gratitude is for a quick healing last week. I started to feel very ill one afternoon, and I started praying for myself. But after a half hour, I texted my practitioner for help. And before there was a reply for me to read, I started feeling better. In a short time, the reply came through with an encouraging, lovely message. And part of it said, quote, encompassed by his grace, enfolded in his love, end quote. That's him, 199. I felt better and better, moment by moment, and soon I was able to watch and work again. How very grateful I am for this healing and for the loving support. How blessed we are for the healing and teaching here at the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. It wasn't until attending this church that I realized God is ever-present, ever-loving, ever-guiding. Thank you. Thank you. This is Sharon. I'm going to tell other proof of God's loving kindness that I had several years ago. I was invited to take a trip with members of this church, and I was very happy about it. So I told practitioner about it, and I said I would be going. And the next day when I went to work, I asked my manager for the days off, and she told me I could not have it because her mother in Puerto Rico was getting married, and they had made their flight arrangements and all their hotels and everything, 
but I could have the following week. And I was very, I thanked her, and I called practitioner feeling very unhappy. And she told me, don't be sad, rejoice. The power of a right idea cannot be stopped. Well, within two days, my manager came to me and said, you can have those days off. My mother postponed her wedding. I was so grateful. I mean, how many people postpone a wedding after all the plans? This was God's plan in action. I just want to say how grateful I am for practice help for this church and all the good that's going on. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very thankful for all I am learning here in Plainfield about pure Christian science and for how practical these teachings are in all parts of my life. Tonight I'm so grateful for God's protection and guidance. Over the past few days, I've gone for a few really long drives, which have gone very smoothly. I have been taught here to know that the one mind is operating every car, and to actually be out in traffic, seeing each car moving in an orderly fashion, has truly proven that point to me. In between these drives, I've had all the time, inspiration, and internet speed I need to get my work done. And even today, had had an opportunity to fix a problem with a program I had. So all that without any worrying or fear on my part, just trusting that God will let me know what to do and when to do it. Because of Christian science and regular practitioner support these many years, I've been learning steadily over time how to be useful to God, and how to have that dominion which comes from God when facing the opportunities he sends my way. What a constant blessing it is to be a member of this church and be a part of this mission for God and mankind. Thank you. Thank you. Alan. I was at lunch the other day with my teenage grandkids, and one of them asked the other, what... What um, what superpowers do you wish you had? They talked about a few things like flying like Superman. Then I said, you already have a superpower. Do you know what that is? And they admitted they didn't know. So I said, you can think. That really got their attention. They weren't expecting that answer. I told them, anything you hear or read or see, you can use your superpower to either accept it or reject it. If something just doesn't sound right, or if you feel inside that it doesn't make sense, that's your superpower shifting into gear. Then you can use that superpower to toss it out. It's a pretty powerful It's a pretty powerful one, you know. You don't have to go along with anything anyone says or that you read. A lot of it is just wrong. Of course, we know that our superpower is spiritual sense, and we all have it. If we listen to it and really use it, just like a superpower, it keeps us out of all sorts of dangerous situations and protects all those we love. 
It's the presence of God guarding and guiding us in the right path. So very grateful to Mrs. Eddie for giving us this wonderful, wonderful way of life and this wonderful intelligence, or it's not intelligence, it's our wonderful understanding of the intelligence of God. That's where our superpower lies. Very grateful to be here. Thank you. Lauren from Georgia. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gary, for the reading on God's love and kindness, because it is this love and kindness that supplies our every need. I am so grateful to Mrs. Eddie for all that she has given us. It comes to me lately to, uh, or has come before, to often check what definition Mrs. Eddie gives us of God, because that's what I didn't understand. God, I'll give one of them. It's in the back of our, in, in, of our textbook. God, the great I am, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving and eternal. Principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all-substance, intelligence. If he is this and we are his manifestation, why shouldn't I trust and therefore love him more every day? I love what he says in, in No and Yes. It's also reminding us as to what to do. We have to assimilate what we say. Let it become part of us, our thinking, our understanding. He says, there was never a moment in which evil was, was real. This great fact concerning all error brings with it another and more glorious truth that good is supreme. As there is none beside him and he is all good, there can be no evil. Simply uttering this great thought is not enough. We must live it until God becomes the all and only of our being. How beautiful is that? And if we can trust that, can't we love him more? So grateful to be here, grateful for the music, the hymns, and the readings. Again, I am so grateful for Christian Science. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 342. I'll read the second verse. The Lord will hear before we call and every need supply. Good things are freely given to all who on his word rely. We come today to bring him praise, not for such gifts alone, but for the higher, deeper ways in which his love is shown. Hymn number 342.